Acts chapter 7. Yes, Lord. We'll start in 6, excuse me. We'll start in 6 with verse 8. If you remember this morning when they came together in prayer to pick out seven people to help with the ministry. And uh, they chose Stephen was one of them. I'm not going to read all of that. Uh, but they chose Stephen. And we're going to begin in verse 8. So would you please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, the Cyrenians, and the Alexandrians, and of them of the Cilicia, hopefully, and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men which said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and and came upon him, and caught him, and brought him to the council. Set up false witnesses, which said, This man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place, and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that said in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as if it had been the face of an angel. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you bless this word tonight. And God, as we come to you, Lord, we just seek, seek your spirit more than we have ever sought it before. God, we want your presence in this place. We want this Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, to touch every heart, every heart in this place. We know you can meet every need in this place, Lord. And we are asking you to be here right now to do as you please and use this vessel and any other vessel that you choose to use at this place, at this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, as we go through the book of Acts, there seems to be a continuing theme as we see this. We see people that are full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That, that's the first thing that we realize is that they're full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we also see that they go about doing great and many wondrous things in the name of the Lord by the power of the Holy Ghost. They, they, they perform miracles and signs and wonders and healings and, and people are getting saved. Multitudes are getting saved. But we see at the same times that the enemy comes against them. Just We see here Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost. As, as went about doing great signs and wonders among the people. And of course they, they create a, a false witness against him. And we see him going before. And most of us know the story of Stephen and uh, uh, how they, they take him and they, they gnash him with their teeth and stone him and all of this. And we're going to look at this in, in a few special verses. But this morning, I just want us to realize that, that you have to be sold out. Sold out. Amen. And when I say sold out, I mean you've got, you got to be willing to give anything and everything to God. If, if you truly desire to be used by the Lord, that's why I said in my little message... Uh, asking people to come this morning. It's not, I said the weak in spirit, but I actually worded that wrong. It's, it's, if you're not sold out, this message may not do you any good. And if you're not willing to be sold out, amen, that you might as well go home. <laughs> okay? I, I'm just going to shoot it like it is. You've got to be sold out. 
Stephen was sold out. He was sold out to the point. He didn't care what they did to him. When they accused him of all these things, he still stood up and preached Jesus crucified and explained how he was in the Old Testament. Amen. He was going to make sure they knew before they killed him that they knew, amen, who Jesus was and what he was all about. Yes. Hallelujah. How can he do that? How can your face shine? <laughs> we know that Moses' face shine. It said it shown, and then in verse 15 it says his face was as that feminine, the face of an angel. Oh, man, we get so sold out this morning. I, I, I'm just dumb enough, I guess, to believe that we can still have faces that shine and have faces as an angel. Amen. I still believe we can do miracles, signs, and wonders that they should follow the word. Amen. I just believe that we need to be sold out to the point. If somebody stones us, that's okay. Amen. Because Jesus is going to be looking down upon us to bring us home. Hallelujah. we got to be sold out. Now, what does it mean to be sold out? This is going to be a good old-fashioned message tonight. I want to use Abraham and Isaac for an example of being sold out. Oh, Abraham. Poor Sarah. Amen. They, they wanted a, a child for years. God had promised them a, a, the promised seed. And they waited for years, and finally it happens. And now they have Isaac. The child of promise. Hallelujah. The miracle child. From a barren womb. From a man too old to have children. Oh my. And then Jesus tells them to go to the mountain and sacrifice him. Hallelujah. He wanted to see if Abraham was sold out. He wanted to see if Abraham was willing to give his most precious possession. The thing that he loved the most. Amen. The thing that God had given him. Was he willing to give it back to God in a sacrifice? Was he willing to place it in the hands of God? Why? Why? And he was. He had him already, had the knife up ready to stab him. And God stopped him. He says, no, I supplied a ram in the bush. Hallelujah. But God wants to know if we're willing to get whatever is most important to us because he, uh, he wants us to be so sold out, amen, that nothing will come between us and Him, amen. And when we get in a dire strait, we want to be that close to God. But I believe with all my heart we need to start walking with Him every day like we try to do on Sunday. Because in church house, you need it. But out there in the world at your workplace, amen, around people that don't know him, that's when you need him the mostest, amen. amen. It's like a little Caesar's pizza. You need the mostest with the bestest, amen. And I want it from the Lord, hallelujah. I want the mostest and the bestest. Are you ready to give up your Isaac? For a lot of people, it's a lot of different things. But you need to be ready to give up your Isaac. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. You see, we got to want Jesus and the Holy Ghost more than anything, than anything else. We must have a passion to go forth expecting God. <laughs> expecting God to do what He done for us. <laughs> Oh, I want to get ahead of this. I got to stop right there. I, I just, 
I was aiming to bring a bucket, but I forgot. You know, I, like, like Sister Karen said, I, I've got A-G-E, amen. But, but anyway, uh, well, this is my bucket. Amen. She <laughs> don't need no help, brother, amen. Picture yourself as a bucket, okay? Now, when you, if you're going around as a bucket, if you're an empty bucket, you ain't a much good to anybody else, are you? Amen? If somebody wants a drink of water, they can't get it from an empty bucket, can they? Come on now. Amen? If, they need, if they're hunger and thirsting, amen, and the bucket is empty, they can't be filled by an empty bucket, can they? Come on now. Listen to me. If we're hungry and thirsty, amen, we want something in the bucket, amen? Glory to God. If we need, if we need cool off, amen, amen, when we... Glory to God, we want to just pour it on them. Amen. Keep your bucket full. Keep your bucket full. Don't walk around being an empty bucket. We want to be full of the Holy Ghost. We want to be able to stand like a Stephen. Yeah, let's, talk, let's be honest. We talk about wanting to have the power of Peter. The power of John. The power of Paul. Amen. Well, then we need to be ready to give up our Isaacs. Amen. And let God fill our buckets. Begin with the bucket has to be empty so it can be filled. And he not only fills it, but he lets it run over. Are you hearing me? Amen. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Amen. We need to let the living waters flow. Hallelujah. Out of a full bucket flowing over. Amen. With the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Amen. And when that bucket's full, hallelujah, and you just go, oh, it just pour over everybody. Amen. Oh, I wish my bucket was full. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah. 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 He said, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. I want my bucket full, John. I want my bucket full. <laughs> oh my. You see, our potential is endless. Our potential is endless. But we must come to a place, you know, in Joel 2.17. Let me just read it to you. Joel 2.17. Let the priests and the ministers of the Lord... Weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare the people, O Lord, and give not thine inheritance to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Oh, it's time that, did you know in the book of Peter that he says that we are kings and priests? Amen. Did you hear that? Amen. We are priests before the Lord. You know what a priest's duty is? It's to intercede between God and man. Hallelujah. We are to intercede between God and man. But until we're willing to weep between the porch and the altar, come on now, and weep and cry out to God for our sister and our brother and our brother and our sister. Amen. Whoever we know that is needing God. And God will show you who that is. Amen. But we need to be willing and have a heart for it. Are you with me tonight? Yes. Are you with me tonight? Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout, fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Hallelujah. Fill my bucket, Lord. 
as I said this morning, we don't want to waste what God has promised us. And if we don't ask for it and seek it and desire it, then we're wasting the promise that he has given us. We can't be afraid to receive. Let's be honest, some of us are afraid to receive because we're afraid we're not capable of doing what God wants us to do. Do I have an amen on that? But we need to get over that. Because you know what that is? That's a fear. That's almost a prideful thing. Because you're afraid you can't be able to do it. Why? Because of what people might say about you if you don't make it. I mean, come on now. And then, of course, you've got to face the fact that you, you messed up. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, if you're doing what God tells you to do, he's prepared the way, amen. God knew what Stephen was walking into. And he, his face shone because God was with him. Hallelujah. He, he had the face of an angel because God was with him. I mean, when he was being stoned, amen, and about to die, he looked up and see Jesus in the air, amen, and he said, Father, forgive them for they know what they do. We need to be priests. We need to be interceding between the courts of the Lord. We need to cry for those that are lost and are dying. So we see in the book of Acts all these people and all these great things that are happening. All the, all the people being saved and the healings and, and the blessings. But there is a price. There is a price that we pay. But we have to just come to the decision that it's worth the price. It's worth the price. Look to your neighbor and say, it's worth the price. If we have to give up our Isaac for our sons and our daughters to be saved, I hope we're ready to give up our Isaacs. Amen. If we're ready, if we have, we must give up our Isaacs for all of our family, even some mothers and fathers. Amen. For our friends that we work with. In other words, we must be willing to yield all that we are for their sake. Amen. Because they need God. Hallelujah. You know, as I was as I was preparing these messages, the Lord gave them to me. And I, 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 I talk to God just like I talk to John, you know. And if there's something he says that I'm not sure, I'm going to ask him about it, okay? So I asked God, you know. And I felt like, God, they're going to think I'm beating them to death to, to, to go out and do and go out and do and go out and do. I said, I want to encourage them and I want to strengthen them. And, it, you know, I've learned something about God. He's not real talkative. He sometimes just says, do what I tell you. Amen. He, he don't tell you why you should do it or nothing sometimes. He just says, do it. So you do it. And I believe that he's trying to prepare a people that in the day that we live in, no matter what comes to pass, that he will have a group of people, a remnant, amen, that are willing to give up their Isaacs, amen, for the sake of their brothers and their sisters. That is plain and simple. And we see this in Stephen. This is the story of Stephen, and I can't go into a lot of detail on this. I don't have the time. But we must realize that, that uh, we must not waste it. Don't waste what God, don't waste what Jesus died on the cross for. Don't waste it. Don't waste the blood. Don't waste the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't waste the, the gift of healing and, and, and all the other things that he has blessed us with. We must not waste this. We must walk in them. Go forward in them. 
And despite what comes against us, we still stand upon them and believe in them because it's the word of God and it's a promise from the Lord. If you've got a son or a daughter that's an addict, you, you cover them in prayer. And every time they come around, you lay hands on them. When they come hitting you up for money or something else, say, man, just say, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your deliverance. Amen. They might get mad at you. They might stay away from you for a while, but keep on praying, amen, and put them in God's hands, and it's going to come to pass, and it's going to be all right. Hallelujah. We have to come to the place that's more than a good sermon or a good service. Yeah. It's a heart change. To give up your Isaac, you got you gotta get you gotta you gotta have a heart change. We all have to have a heart change. Like I said this morning, because we'll never meet anyone that Jesus doesn't love. Right. Never meet anyone that Jesus doesn't love. For God so loved the whole world. Yeah. And he loved us while we were yet sinners. Hallelujah. Yeah. He loved you before you accepted him. Amen. He loved you enough to just keep convicting your heart until you accepted him. No matter how long it took, it took him 15 years chasing me down before I finally said, yes, Lord, I will go. I want you more than anything else. Amen. Oh, how can we not love a God and serve a God like that? How can we not give other people the love and compassion and long-suffering that he gave us? Oh, my, 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 my. Let's go on. Let, let, me, let, me, use, let me use Nehemiah. Some of you know the story of Nehemiah. The people had went back to build the temple, rebuild the temple and the walls in Jerusalem and all of that. And some people had come back and Nehemiah Asked how the work was going. And they gave a bad report to Nehemiah and, and told how terrible it was and how the walls were still tore down and how people were coming into the city and robbing and killing and, 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 and all of these other things. And, and Nehemiah just didn't sit there and go, well, that's terrible. Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we need to pray. Amen? We need to send them some help. No, Nehemiah fell on his face and wept. He was one of those that wept between the porch and the altar. Amen? Yeah. And he wept, and he cried out to God. So, he, oh, God. And he, and he said, what can I do? What can I do, Lord? And Nehemiah cared so much that he was willing to leave his place of comfort at the palace. Amen? Need to leave his place of, of, of office to the king. He is willing to give it all up to go to a place Amen. Where his enemies were around, where it was dirty and nasty, and it was half built. Amen. He was willing to change his life around completely for not not for better, according to his eyes. Amen. According to his ears, but he was leaving a place. Amen. That was better spiritually for him because he could do what God had gave him a burden to do. Hallelujah. We need to ask God, say, God, give me a burden. Hallelujah. For somebody that I can help. Hallelujah. We need to quit going around. Just saying this and that and cry out to God. God, give me a burden. Hallelujah. Give me a burden. Give me a burden. Nehemiah weighed the cost. 
Stephen wasn't fearful. <laughs> Stephen wasn't discouraged. Stephen wasn't hopeless. But he was inspired by the Holy Ghost. He was inspired by the Holy Ghost because he had a burden to proclaim the word of Christ to the lost and dying world. Hallelujah. To call on the name of Jesus and tell people about it. That's our burden. Amen. Man, oh, I'm telling you right now, we are so wrapped up in what we ourselves do. Instead of, we must be wrapped up in the burden that God gives us so that we, our, our focus and mind is not on what we do, the way we do it, what people think about, and, but, 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 but what Jesus Christ wants and what he is directing us to and what he thinks about what I'm doing. I only got one person that I have to please and his name is Jesus, hallelujah. And he gave me the Holy Ghost so I could please him, Lord God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. So I believe we need to cry out. I believe we need to cry out with all of our hearts. Cry out to God. Change me, oh God. I believe, I think it's been this way ever since I've been saved. Not to... Not to change my circumstances, not to change where I live, not to change why people are acting to me, and all of this, you know, not, not to change the fact of, of anything except my heart. I love that old song. Change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God, to be more like you. Amen. We need to cry out to God, say, God, change my heart. So that I will be willing as a Nehemiah, amen, to change my, my circumstances to whatever you want them to be. I'm not going to worry. You know, we need to quit worrying about what we're going through. We just need to quit worrying about it. And if we're struggling with it, what we need to say, God, help me, amen, to change to where I can accept what you have placed me in, amen. And if I place myself there, then God forgive me and lift me up out of it. Hallelujah. But the change needs to be in here and not out there. Hallelujah. We need to cry out. Change me, God. I believe this is going to sound crazy. Thank you, Lord. This is going to sound crazy, but we need to we need to live a life of leftovers. Amen. Sheila, I went to Goodwill this afternoon. I found a couple of good shirts. Amen. Real nice Under Armour or whatever they're called, you know, going upside down to use or whatever. Amen. It don't bother me to wear hand-me-downs, leftovers. Come on now. Amen. That sure would cost 50 bucks in the store. Amen. But you see, we got we, we got we got the Cadillac of the line, amen. We, we, the leftovers we got, the leftovers we got, that they they can serve the way back in. We got the blessing of Abraham as a leftover. Are you hearing me, amen? We we, we got the uh, uh, the power of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah as a as a as a leftover. 
We got Jesus Christ and Him crucified and, uh, and being able to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Who is a baptizer in the Holy Ghost? Amen. Jesus Christ Himself. Amen. We, we, well, I don't know about you, but I want to live over on the leftovers. Hallelujah. We got leftovers from Peter, Paul, James, and John. We got the leftovers of the gifts of healing to get the knowledge, to get the wisdom. Oh, the servant of the Spirit. No, I don't know about you, but I want to live on leftovers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost leftovers. Yes. Yes. Glory. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I don't know what you come to do, but I come to praise the Lord. I just come from a turned-off church and they were praising the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I want to tell people tonight when I leave this place. Amen. It got quiet. <laughs> Oh my. Oh my, oh my. So let's embrace all that Jesus left us. Yes. All that he promised us. That's what the leftovers are, the promises of God. That are for every, genera every generation. Every generation. They didn't stop at the end of the book of Acts. Come on now. They are for every generation, for whosoever believeth. And I'm going to embrace them. It's time we embrace what God has left us. It's time to, for us to just live in the glory that he promised us. The power, the suffering, whatever it may be that God has for us. I don't know about you, but I want to live in it. I want to dwell in it. Amen. Oh, we got two old dogs out there, and they get out there in the yard getting to play, and they just roll all over, amen, in the ground, amen. My younger days, I got that in her old, but I ain't doing it tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> but we need to roll and just bathe ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need to just have God everywhere. Oh, amen. When we are walking with the Spirit of God prevalent in our lives, we'll see opportunities to give Jesus to somebody like we never have before. Amen. Go up to somebody. We went to the good world. Some woman come up. I don't know if you talked to her first or she talked to you. They got talking about the Lord. She'll invite you to church. Turns out she goes to the Baptist church down here in Jacksonport. Amen. Amen. We see her one more time. Maybe we'll convert her. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm going to get in trouble one of these days. Glory to God. Amen. She was a precious lady. I didn't get to talk to her, but I could tell by their conversation and looking at them. That, but I'm a man, and a man learns wisdom to stay out of women's conversations, if you know what I mean. Amen. Hallelujah. But let's get back to what we're talking about. We know that Stephen was the first martyr. But his work on earth was done, and God blessed him with a heavenly home. Not only that, but he, the Lord gave him a special invitation and a special handout. We don't know what God has for us, but we know it's better than anything that we can go through here. I don't know about you, but I want a burden tonight. I want a burden. I want a burden for this world. 
I want a burden for your lost children. I want a burden for your lost family members. I want a burden, amen, for my lost children and family members. I want a burden, amen, for whoever doesn't know the Lord. I want a burden for that, that poor addict, amen, that's laying out there homeless in a gutter somewhere, needing something to eat and willing to steal or sell himself no matter what he has to do to have a meal or the next fix, amen. I want a burden for those people. Hallelujah. This is the worst time for a preacher. Because I still feel like preaching to the Lord. I preached everything the Lord gave me. So, Lord, I'm asking you right now, what do you want done now, Lord? What do you want done now? I want you to all stand. Huh? Yes, Lord. I'm going to ask you some questions. It's up to you to answer them. I want you to answer them honestly. Answer them honestly tonight. What is your Isaac that you're not willing to give up? What is your Isaac? It could be something that you fear terribly. It could be a prideful thing. It could be something that you love more than anything. But you have to be willing to give your Isaac to the Lord so he can bless you the way he wants you to be blessed. To be able to go forth and do what you are called to do. And I hate to say called to do because that's, that, that's a misconception. It should be something that you desire to do for God. But you have to be willing to get rid of your Isaac. To be a Nehemiah that's willing to just give up anything and everything, even your life. I'm going to shoot straight. That's the truth. To be what God wants you to be. And you know what he wants? He wants you as close to him as butter on bread. But he won't reach over and grab you and hold you. He wants you to come with arms open so that you can cling to each other. What's your Isaac tonight? What's your Isaac? I want you to just stand right where you are. Close your eyes. I want you to think on nothing else but that one question. What's your Isaac? What is holding you back from just taking that burden that God has given you? That he's trying, trying to, trying to place in your heart. What is that burden for your children? Are you hearing me tonight? What is your Isaac? You just, you just get along right where you're at with the Lord, and pray to Him, and say, "What, Lord? Some of you already know what it is." The first time we moved to Arkansas, our Isaac was not wanting to move to Arkansas. Because we was moving away from everybody that we knew. We knew Leon and everything, so we figured God would bring us to Newport. But instead, he put us in Cersei, where we knew nobody. But God knew. You have to give up your Isaac. 
You have to give up your Isaac. You have to be willing to give God whatever is between you and him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Holy Spirit is here. And he is present. Now I want you to look at me right now. Don't be afraid to take up your burden. Don't be afraid. Because you can do more with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus than you ever thought possible when you, when you finally give up your eyes and take up your burden.